0: Hello and welcome to Parking Thought. I'm Jacob and I'm glad you're here today. Where am I? Once again, in the parking lot next to my work in downtown Boise. And what are we going to do next? Well, after a short sponsor break, we're going to listen to this episode. Stay tuned. So holy mick wow, I have realized how easy it is to miss the actual story in life. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get... And that doesn't mean that this is one of those, like, I should be depressed, that I've missed the real story. But I've started realizing that a lot of the stories that I've been uh, around in my life have more than one meeting. And even if I get the first initial meeting, I really ought to go back and take a look at what else is there and what else might be hovering around the corner and then maybe how to look at the other things in my life and different lights so i can find opportunities to be more positive now it sounds idealistic and i'm never going to get perfect at this so please don't be thinking that just because i'm recording this podcast episode that somehow i'm an expert but i did notice something got sick over the last couple weeks it was a stomach bug stomach bug not covid um, I have to say that. It feels weird that you have to say that because I've been sharing with people like, Oh, what'd you do over the weekend? Or how was your holidays? Well, we got sick. Everybody in the family got sick. Every toilet in the house was being utilized and it was a little uncomfortable for all of us. Right? And that's probably more than what you need to know. But when you have those opportunities where you're ill and you really can't do much, your mind tends to go places it wouldn't go if things were just normal. And so I took my abnormally thinking mind while I was dealing with my body doing things and I was remembering a story that my father has told over and over and over and over again. And this is one of those stories that everybody in the family knows and they roll their eyes every single time. And it's this, it's that my dad was uh, uh, not a very good student. Um, He didn't know how he learned uh, from his high school experience. He graduated high school. He went to Oregon State University and his first year or so was just really, really hard. At some point he um, ended up finding a religion that helped to contribute uh, to the way he saw the world and the people who helped him along that journey also helped him with this journey of studying and taught him a method of learning that really works for him. In fact, it works for most people. And, and dad then goes in to talk about what this is like. And he says, look, he says, you, you take the notes during the class, you go home, you study the notes that day. Then the next day you review those notes, go back to the class, right? And and basically it's a succession of reviewing every day's notes throughout the course of the class. And And for my dad, I mean, what a like like I get it right I've I've done similar things as well where I'm working and I'm taking notes in some of the meetings at work and they're highly technical and I don't understand some of the stuff that's going on but when I go back and review the notes after a couple of days the language starts to click and I can kind of understand what the technicians I work with um, are actually doing and it's really pretty cool like it's amazing how quickly you learn in that model so dad's super proud of that and super wanting to share and contribute to the lives of his children and his grandchildren has shared that story over and over again. My kids roll their eyes. And while I was sick, I realized that I missed the entire point of the story. And I think my dad missed the point of the way he was telling the story because there's two other components in there that I hadn't noticed before. One of them is that he recognized that he was struggling enough to talk to other people about it and and that's not something he focused on when he tells the story but obviously he had to otherwise how would those people help him develop that study method right and help him apply it and encourage him to apply it he had to get to a point where he needed that and then the other thing was is he was on a quest for truth in general in his life and that's when he found a religion that that met his needs or the needs of his conscience and then was able to move him forward Uh, in other ways as well and so it's one of those like you could you could easily create the lesson that you know including God in your life has great consequences and that's not the purpose of this particular episode but I think that is a part of the story that we have not celebrated in the way my dad tells it because again he's focused on the mechanics that led to his success and trying to share those mechanics instead of the precursor to those mechanics so it gets me thinking that maybe if we take our stories that we're used to, or the stories we're telling each other now and today, and we take them back a couple of layers and look at what's going on, are there greater lessons and opportunities for hope? And so I think I'm going to title this episode, Welcome Omicron." right? So there's an Omicron variant that is out there of the COVID-19 virus, and I am super excited about it. And people at work are looking at me like I'm a little bit crazy, being excited about a variant of COVID. And, you know, I really absolutely am. And the reason why is because a few months back I had uh, been struggling. I think we all did at one point, but I'm still going to admit it, that I was struggling with the when is this COVID thing going to be over and trying to find understanding and what was going on. And what I found was a gentleman reviewing a paper that talks about how from a purely biological standpoint, any parasite in order for it to survive as a species has to mutate to where it's highly transmissible and less deadly to its host. And so every COVID-19 variant moves us closer along that biological curve. Now, how long does it take? Well, it depends on the complexity of the, um, the organism. Right. So humans are highly complex organisms and our white blood cells are highly malleable in the way that they're able to respond to threats. But as a species, though, our, I mean, like if, if we needed a, a sixth finger to be able to respond to some threat, you know, it would be very difficult for us to mutate to where our species had a sixth finger. Right. That, that's just unlikely. Whereas viruses can mutate very quickly on the biological spectrum of things, right? And so they have a greater chance of being what mutates to be able to make sure that there is a healthy relationship between the host, right, and the parasite. And so Omicron's here, it's early days, it might be more deadly, absolutely might be more deadly. But the Delta variant wasn't more deadly, it was just more transmissible. It had the same amount after uh, post-infection, of uh death as it did you know the previous variants so i'm excited for Omicron because likely all of our history with biology all of our understanding of how biology works and parasites work is that this trend is going to continue where things will get more transmissible and either the same rate of deadliness which could be significantly destructive in, in our current circumstances or it could be less destructive but generally it goes to less destructive. The common cold probably nearly wiped out the human race and then it turned into something that just knocks us down for a little bit or makes our life a little bit more miserable. And so I'm excited for Omicron. I don't have all the details yet. I don't know if I'm excited and there are some really negative consequences, but from a biology standpoint, when I take things back a couple of layers, when I take away from the day-to-day of the news and really step back and look at this, it's like, hey, this is good. This is moving us in the direction that we know will lead to our success. And so I'm I'm excited for that. I think we've got great times ahead. And I was walking back to my car yesterday with a guy I work with, his name is Chris, one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. I don't know how like our HR department hires like super nice people. Um a friend of mine just got to got promoted to be like the head of the folks who do all the hiring, right? So she's super cool and awesome. How to get her on the podcast. Anyway, uh but so I can't give her credit for this, but like we've hired some really nice people. Um we were onboarding a new guy yesterday and I looked at him and I said, "You know, you're going to have to use a lot of positive adjectives when you describe the people you work with." <laughs> And he was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, this person's like super nice. This person's really effective. This person's kind. This person's just wonderful. This person's got a great smile. This person will make you feel like a better human being. You know, if if it's not clear yet that I work in a really healthy environment, I, I hope it is. Um, and I can highly recommend that to people. There are parts of my work that frustrate me. But maybe if I take those parts and I take a couple layers back, like I did with the story of my dad, like I've done with the Omicron, maybe i'll find some magical way of being able to be happier and seeing things in a more positive light i don't know but i'm going to try the experiment and i hope you guys are too and i hope that as we close this episode you decide that in a world where you can choose to be anything why not choose to be grateful